questions change everything. The life you are leading right now, 60 months from now, there's one or two things that will change the life you have right now. Bottom line, who you spend time with. Who you spend time with this weekend, they could give you an idea, they could give you a piece of feedback, they could share a piece of information. Who you spend time with this week, 60 months from now, you will be living your life based on that. average CEO reads 60 books per year, and many attribute their success to this habit of constant learning. This is the difference between those who actualize and those who fail. This automization of their learning, this 1% better every day. On the MentorBox podcast, we're making it easy for you to build and maintain that same habit, the same type of constant lifelong learning as those CEOs, simply by listening to this podcast. Make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen and tune in for new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and every Friday. And if you want to dig deeper into what our incredible guests teach, make sure to go to mentorbox.com and become a member today. Everyone, welcome to the MentorBox Podcast. You are here because you believe that you are capable of achieving, experiencing, and then giving back to your community and family everything and anything you choose to focus your attention on. But you also believe that before action comes knowledge, which is why today we're speaking with Jason and Jody Womack. This ultimate power couple coaches coaches, mentors mentors, and teaches the best of the best in business how to take productivity to the next level. We discuss what it's like to be in business with your life partner, and they reveal to me the best questions to ask when you need to get on track with any project or endeavor. They deliver tips straight from their books, Your Best Just Got Better, and Get Momentum. These two have wonderful energy, and I know you'll enjoy listening to them. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Mentor Box Podcast. I'm your host today, Tyler, content coordinator, and I'm with Jason and Jody Womack, authors of the book Get Momentum, also coaches, mentors, public speakers, and I think most importantly, a married couple. That's right, guys. So tell me a little bit about what it's like to be in business together. Why don't we start right from the beginning? I like the story about how you guys met each other. It's a funny one. So we met in the front row of history class at UC Santa Barbara. And I had been seeing this guy every day. And when I every day you were every day I was in class. (laughs) So for the days I wasn't in class afterwards, I one day I finally got up the nerve to ask Jason for his notes. And he said, no, denied. (laughs) And I say that's the beginning of our beautiful relationship and negotiation. Mm -hmm. From there, Tyler, we started studying and more specifically writing together. Jody was an environmental studies major. I was a history major. We wrote a lot. And the reason I tell that story for those of you listening is Jody and I developed this ability to give feedback, critique, criticize each other's work. And we learned not to take it personal. And that really is a skill that we've brought into our business, our coaching, everything that we do. That's the foundation of the business, being able to work together and give honest feedback and then be able to move on and not be personally hurt by it. 
Because we know a lot of people out there listening, you're, you're in a job, you're in a situation, you're in a circumstance where you need feedback. I mean, why would you join MentorBox, right? To get information. But here's the deal. You are where you are because of the decisions that you've made. If you're going to change, you need new information, new questions, but you need to be able to put yourself in a place where you can receive those new questions and new, new prompts, but not take them personal. So we actually just did a live call with... Uh, a number of our members, and we did a bit of a consultation with a couple from Canada who has a, a motorcycle slash ATV shop. And I think they were, you know, they're kind of down on their luck in terms of how the business is going, and they're kind of in a, you know, a rural area. And you gave all these amazing tips about those questions, and not only asking themselves the questions, but also how to, you know, potentially formulate and ask each other and also members of their community you know, which questions to ask, how to ask them, and what sorts of answers to seek with those questions. I, We can get into the specificity of the actual questions, but I want to know what, to you guys, what is the most important, or who is the most important person to be asking the questions? Do you start within and ask yourself these questions, or are you looking at each other? What do you think is most important? You know, I would start, and I really liked where you were going originally, so I'm just going to talk about that, because sure. I'm talking now. Questions change everything. The life you are leading right now, 60 months from now, there's one or two things that will change the life you have right now. Bottom line, who you spend time with. Who you spend time with this weekend, they could give you an idea, they could give you a piece of feedback, they could share a piece of information. Who you spend time with this week, 60 months from now, you will be living your life based on that. Number two, the questions you're willing to answer. And for better or worse, the life that you're living right now, the life that I'm living right now, are the answers to the questions that I've come up with over the past 5, 10, 15 years. F 15 years ago, Jody, you and I said, look, we're going to leave our jobs. We were working for another startup, and we said we could do this on our own. The question was, what could we bring to the market that they haven't gotten from us before that they would pay us for? So this concept of asking yourself a question, anybody who's in a position of influence. If you're going to influence anyone around you, you're going to have to ask them questions. You cannot ask other people questions that you have not done the work to answer yourselves. And that's something that I, I stand by, that I believe in. I remember you said specifically to Sean, um, one of the, the guests on the live today, one of the, the VIPs, it was something along the lines of what lights your fire, you know, what really gets you going. And you could see how he just kind of laughed and he lit up a little bit. And he was like, well, you know, I, I really like, you know, to be in the shop and, and to be kind of in the back of the store is, is what he said, you know, out back doing that sort of work. And then you also asked of, of Rochelle, you know, the same question. And she thought about, you know, the, the children in the community and how, you know, politically some, some things weren't working out with creating spaces for them to ride ATVs and have fun that way. Have you guys asked yourselves those questions? Every day. Every day? Every day. Mm -hmm. You know, it's an extension of what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. And I think as kids, there's a, this underlying assumption that there's one answer to it and that once you find it, it has to stay. Mm -hmm. But we get to reinvent ourselves all the time. I figured you might say this because of all the <laughs> things that you've accomplished together and, you know, independently. There's a lot that you guys have done, like I listed at the top of the program. So, I mean, are, are you in a phase like that right now? I mean, you've, you've just written a book. So what are you looking at next? Maybe another sort of reconsideration of that question? 
Sure. And I'll say the book comes from coaching and the coaching comes from speaking and the speaking comes from one-on-ones talking to somebody at the coffee shop or the happy hour saying, Hey, what are you and the folks at your office working on? Do you need some help in productivity and leadership, new innovation kind of ideas? Maybe we could all work together. Like everything's connected. And so sure, we're, we're always looking for the next book, the next workshop, the next program to put together, the next way to partner Mm -hmm. with somebody who's got another audience that's also doing great things. So yeah, yeah, I think it's important to stay open and always be looking for how does what we do connect to all the other pieces out there. When we started our company, I sat down with a mentor of mine and he walked me through this process that ultimately we called the MIT process. It's called Most Important Things. And at any level of your life or work, you can come up with an independent list of these. But what Jody and I did is we went to the whiteboard and and with Jim's help, our mentor, we came up with four MITs that we were going to push every decision through starting in 2006. And the four things that we push everything through, the first one is lifestyle. The second one is revenue. The third one is client list. And the fourth one is product. So when a decision comes up, the first thing we have to push that through is, will this support the lifestyle that we've chosen? Now, what I'll tell you is since 2007, we've changed our lifestyle a little bit. The two of you, the lifestyle that you guys Absolutely. are referring to. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. And currently we're in a situation with Jody's parents where as they're aging, we have a new lifestyle. Jody, you want to be home more with your parents. Yeah, I realized that these are the moments, these are the days. And so I don't want to be on the road. There was times where I had that status. I had the executive platinum on the airlines and I love that. I love being upgraded, but that served me back then. And now I don't want to be on an airplane every week. I want to be able to get down to Los Angeles and see my folks and have real time with them while I've got that. As that shifts, that changes and influences the kinds of things we say yes to, the things and opportunities we look for. And, you know, in six months, 12 months, we'll renegotiate what lifestyle means then. Yeah. These are sort of high level questions that you're asking, you know, lifestyle, revenue, client list. What was the last one? Sorry. Products. Products. products So those are questions about sort of the overarching picture. I'm thinking about an interview that I saw with, I think it was Kumail Nanjiani. He and his wife, Emily Gordon, wrote the movie The Big Sick, which was very famous this year. A great comedy movie. Great movie. And he said that they never, ever talked about writing the movie, he and his wife, while in their bedroom. So that was a sacred space where they never, ever discussed the script or anything about it. But they would occasionally go, hey, I have a really important thought. Can we go into the bathroom very quickly and talk (laughs) about it? Do you guys have any things like that, you know, just like micro decision making methods that prevent, you know, weird, unnecessary arguments, anything along those lines? Times of the day. Here you go. So especially if you work with your spouse or best friend or family member, we have one rule called no pop quizzes. Oh, okay. Okay. And it's along that same line where if we're out at dinner, if we're taking a walk, if we're doing something social and relationship wise, we're not allowed to say, hey, did you sign that contract for the client? Did you <laughs> did you fax that over? Did you scan that and get that back to the bank? What's the bank balance? You know, like those kind of pop quiz questions where if I were back at my desk at the office from my computer, I could answer that in less than two minutes. 
accurately. Because what happens in the past when he would ask, I would make up an answer. I'd guess. Yeah. Right. And then 50-50 shot. 50-50 shot. I did it. I didn't do it. I don't remember. But just to be honest, like, I don't want to have a whole nice dinner ruined because now I feel like I should have known that or I didn't do it. And that's the track that I get taken down. So for us, we, you know, we have this thing like, hold on, I'm just going to send a note in, you know, I'm going to email myself to remind you tomorrow about something. Don't worry about it. And that's how we capture the ideas because we don't want to lose that good idea or that, uh oh, did we do that thing? Uh, But we also don't want our whole lives being pop quizzed when we're having relational moments, you know, when we're, when we're sitting in the bedroom or we're sitting, we're sitting at dinner, you know, it's really important to maintain that quality of life and respect the relationship as well. Cause otherwise it'll bleed into everything, everywhere, all the time. Mm-hmm. You have any other rules? Well, I was gonna say timing. So, uh, your, I'm not gonna say you're no good. I'm no good after about 8 PM and uh-huh. I shouldn't come to you before 7 AM. My rules before coffee. Before coffee. So let, let, let the record stand that Jason rises at four in the morning every day, apparently. And I don't understand that. But most, I imagine. And, and, and most people don't. But uh, but no, so, uh, yeah. So I, I get up at 4.30. I work till 5.30. I go to the gym till 7.30. I meet up with Jody at eight, nine o'clock. We are back at home uh, after we've had coffee time with the community. And what I've found is that by 8.30, most mornings, I've been up for four hours. I, I've been cranking. I've been doing email. I've been writing. I've been working out. And then at the end of the day, Jody, sometimes ha- you ha- sometimes have that, that regenerate, that second, that second wind. And I'll just look at it. I'll go, look, it's 845. I'm going to go do yoga for an hour in the bedroom. If I see you, I see you um, because I can't think anymore. And so I guess what I would want to do is for everyone listening is know your time zones, not Eastern, Central, <laughs> Pacific. I'm still working on that, having moved across the country. <laughs> exactly. But know when when you are, and there, there's only three kinds of work that we do. And if we have time, I can go into these briefly. There's only three kinds of work that we do. We think about work, we manage projects, or we do actions. And there are times of your day, just like me, there are times of your day that are better for you just to be thinking There are other times of the day where you should be checking stuff off of a to-do list. Don't make the mistake of checking things off a to-do list when you really should be thinking. And don't hope that you have time to manage the projects. Those have to be wedged into my day. And so for me, I'm going to look at my day. I'm going to look at how I can set myself up. When am I going to think? When am I going to manage And when am I going to do? And if that happens to be different than your partner or your coworker or your boss, you have to have had that conversation so that everyone knows why she keeps checking email between 10 a.m. and noon and why you've said we should only check email from 4 p.m. to 5. We need to understand where we're coming from there. So let's splice that a little bit then. So you're you guys have different daily schedules. And I think that's probably an important thing that just naturally that's how you each operate individually. You know, you have some time away there from each other. And I'm curious as to how you take your, I think how you talk about it, Jason, is when are you at your best? I've seen a couple talks that you've given about that within the different categories of work. How do you combine when you are both at your relative respective Best. Do you talk about that together and decide how you can optimize workflow and conversations based on when you're both at your bests? You know, I only know that I was productive after I was productive. 
Meaning when I'm in it, when I'm on, rarely do I recognize it. It's yeah, always after. Yeah. When I'm in the flow, when I'm in the zone, when I'm, when I'm powerful, I am there. Later on in the day, AKA when I'm not there, I look back and go, man, I was on between 945 and 1145 or whatever that was. And between us, even just having a company of two being married, we still need to have meetings. What is the goal? What do we need to accomplish by the end of the day? What are the most important things, the MITs? What is going to move the mission forward? Because we can be busy all day long responding to email and cleaning up and catching up. But at some point, we talk about these time zones of catching up, keeping up and getting ahead. And it's that getting ahead that really changes where our business goes because we're looking up and out of and anticipating what a client might like and who should we check in with that we haven't talked to in a while. So that's really important for us to be able to look forward and both be on the same page and agree. Hey, hate to interrupt this conversation with the Womacks, but just wanted to let you know where you can go deeper with their teachings. We recorded a series of lectures with Jason and Jody, including two based on their books and one new one from Jason on how to be a better man. As usual, they taught these exclusively for MentorBox members. So to access all that, plus tons more, go to MentorBox.com. Okay, back to the show. The most recent book, we actually wrote a book together called Get Momentum, and that book came out of probably over 200 coaching sessions that we had had with clients. And it was after maybe the 50, 70th coaching session when I looked back at my notes and I said, wow, I've been asking these same questions over and over again because they were so juicy. And so where you started with your prompt, where my mind went to and by the way, very similar to the work that we did with a couple from Canada, we ask the question, what do you want to be known for? Yes. And we don't ask that question in terms of your legacy on the planet. Why are you here? What's your start with? Why? Other people have handled that. Mm -hmm. The way that Jason and Jody take a look at it is pick a couple of roles. Pick your role as an entrepreneur. Pick your role as a group manager or at home, pick your role as a spouse for those of you who are parents and then put that role with a time period, six months, 12 months, 18 months. That's about how far out I'll let myself look because I can't anticipate beyond that. So for example, as a author between now and the end of this year, whether that's two months, six months, eight months, what do I want to be known for? Well, I'd like to be known for donating books to a couple of schools that I'm speaking at. I'd like to be known for putting a book proposal together that my publisher might take a look at. I want to be known for showing up on podcasts. And by the way, each one of those was an independent project that now that I have a, a known for, I need to come back to my partner because I know she's going to have an opinion about giving more books away. I know she's going to have an opinion about getting on podcasts. <laughs> so until you have that question answered, or maybe I should say when you have that question answered, that's when you sit down with your partner and say, okay, how are we going to make this happen? I hear a lot about creating and crystallizing and clarifying your vision from authors and other experts and they each have their own way of doing it. But I really like how you guys parse it into those separate roles. I think that's super tangible and it also gives you points of accountability and points of reference in those people that you have those relationships 
with, you know, as a husband, as a friend, as an author. There are people that are involved in those, you know, separate facets of your life that can hold you accountable and, you know, kind of give you feedback as to how you're doing. Do you guys find that to be true? Absolutely. And people say, you know, I'm so overwhelmed. But when they start listing all the roles and responsibilities that they have, they see why, because they have three or four or five part-time jobs that they're managing by the time they do it at work and at home and in the community and wherever else they may be showing up, you know, if they've got a side hustle. So you start putting all these commitments that may take four to six to eight hours a day and you start stacking them all in one day and you realize, oh, this is why you're not sleeping at night. Mm -hmm. Your brain has all these open loops going all the time. So at least if you write it out and I encourage you to write out what your eight roles at work are, because I bet you have that many. Mm -hmm. Maybe you have one title, but you have lots of roles and different responsibilities that you handle when you think of the different people that you interact with all day. And then do the same thing at home, because whether you're a spouse, a son or daughter or a parent, a mom and dad, you know, there's there's a lot that goes with that. And so for us, we get in, we get invited to coach and speak and all that because people are feeling overwhelmed and they need some really practical tools because just saying don't stress or, you know, meditation and, and, and yoga, those are lovely, but they don't handle the identification of everything that you've said yes to in your world. So writing down the roles and then letting yourself say, this is the kind of parent I want to be. This is the kind of wife I want to be. This is the kind of author I want to be. You realize, oh, now I have a full inventory. I haven't taken anything off my plate yet, but now at least I have the beginning of what is going to help me prioritize. Yeah, I, I love this because we at MentorBox love frameworks and you've given something that's quantifiable and also you can give a time frame to it. So you're thinking, you know, six months, a year, 18 months out, that sort of thing. And you're talking about how many specific roles am I looking at? And it's very clear to see, okay, this is why I'm overwhelmed. You just said this is why maybe I'm not sleeping as well at night. And that's the sort of thing that I think people need to help, you know, crystallize their vision if they have something that broad. I think that's really important. I mean, I think a requirement of joining MentorBox is you're overwhelmed, right? Yeah. I mean, people who aren't overwhelmed <laughs> wouldn't have joined MentorBox. People who sure. don't have a vision that there is going to be better than yeah. here, Highly they ambitious. wouldn't have joined this thing. Right. You have stuff to do. If you're listening to this, there's more. Oh, yeah. As we, as we think about that framework, there's two things that solidifying your temporary known for do. And I chose all those very carefully. We're not asking you to commit to being known as or for something for the rest of your life. That's why we give these time periods. Uh, at the beginning of every year, I make a decision of, am I going to go for a spot at the United States of America Triathlon Olympic Distance Championships? Am I going to go for that? And at the beginning of the year, that decision will then shift how I use an extra about 200 hours of my year. Because if I'm going to go for placing and showing up at championships, I got to do two to 300 hours of training. Yeah. So here are the two things that this framework gives me. Number one, it lets me know early when I'm off course. I would love, I would pay money. I would just adore if as soon as I'm about to take a, a wrong turn, my guidance system would say, hey, yo, Jason, hold on, buddy. <laughs> Don't turn off the road yet. Or stay going straight Every or GPS inside. something <laughs> that lets me know, hey, you said you wanted to be the kind of husband who? You said you wanted to be the kind of buddy who? Well, and to be really specific, you used to be 
a competitive triathlete. And when you got your first book deal, you shifted. Yeah, I went right? to a competitive tri- triathlete. So and I went from competing mean? to completing. And that was uh, lasted for as long as it did. It's a very different workout schedule. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Because all those hours that you would have been working out are now are spent writing. writing and reading and editing. It's super practical. And again, once that book was done, you reassessed and said, okay, next year I'm going for championships again. I'm going to ramp up my training schedule. So what I love about the framework is it doesn't hold you to one thing forever. I think people get very afraid of claiming things in their lives because they may not see it as that role for themselves indefinitely. But if you say, okay, for the next three months, I'm the kind of person who wakes up at 7 a.m. and does yoga. It's like, okay, three months, give it a shot. And then at the end of that, you say, this helps me feel good or no. And then the second thing that this framework does, and this is great because what I want to say is this whole known for thing, it's as temporary as your LinkedIn bio, right? (laughs) You can click that edit button and you can change those words. The second thing that a, a solid known for or a series of solid known for statesmen do is it lets my world help me. It lets my world help me. So once I, I say I'm the kind of person who works out, does yoga, meditates, whatever that is, very easy for me then to turn to my world and go, hey, who out in the world can I learn from? Who is kind of like me, has a schedule kind of like me, has a work ethic kind of like me, has a workout schedule kind of like me, and has added meditation to her or his life? And trust me, 7 billion people on the planet, there's somebody busier than me who has added whatever it is that I'm trying to add into my life. Sure. So whatever it is, I would say, whatever you can do, get it down so that you, A, know when you're off course early, and B, make it real easy for your universe to help you. So Jason and Jody Womack, what are you as a business partnership, the two of you currently known for? What are your immediate known fors that you're thinking about? As coaches, I know that we're known for bringing a different perspective to what our clients are dealing with. As you read the book, Get Momentum, the way we framed the book is you'll read a little bit, uh, you'll read an idea and you'll read my background and then you'll read Jody's background. And there have been people who call the office, I'll pick up the phone and they'll say, hey, hey, I'm reading Get Momentum. Can I talk to Jody? Because they so resonate with the way that she looks at the world. So we are known as having unique perspectives that can help people as coaches. Then I would say as, oh, you had something. I was going to jump in. We've taken one of those personality assessments. We've taken a bunch of them. Uh, But Myers-Briggs, we score opposite on every single letter. Wow. And so truly, we complement one another. And I think that brings, like you were saying, that that perspective so that people don't have to think they have to do it a certain way, but they can calibrate themselves with the two of us and say, okay, here's how I would do that. Here's how I would manage my food, my wellness, my movement, my reading schedule, my input. And so, yeah, I think we're, we're known for working together really differently. And our coaching calls are really exciting because people will gravitate towards one of us and typically we'll do two or three calls with that client. And then we'll say, okay, it's time to talk to Jason. Okay, I can be sometimes the gentle wave when people need that nurturing self-care 
kind of like, oh, honey, it's going to be all right. And you're working really hard and it's okay. And then Jason can be the straight arrow. It's like, okay, here's how we're going to change your life. (laughs) Here's what we're going to do. And people need different things at different times. So those two different perspectives help. Where can our listeners learn more about those perspectives by reaching out to you guys' website and other points of contact? We've actually had people tell us that following us on Twitter or Instagram, they get a little bit because that's where we that's where we share a little bit more raw, a little bit more vulnerably, mm-hmm. um, because it's really easy for me just to shoot a note out and go, hey, here's what I'm reading or thinking about. So definitely uh, let us know if you start following us over there. Is um, it at Jason Womack, at Jody Womack? Yes. J-O-D-I? Correct. Thank you. And And then as always, our website, getmomentum.com, there's quite a bit of information there and you can actually download a starter kit, which is a worksheet that'll really help out as well. Great. All right. Well, with that, we will wrap it up. Thank you guys so much for coming in and shooting and recording with us today. It's been a pleasure. I've been Tyler, your host for MentorBox. Thanks a lot for tuning in, everyone. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the MentorBox podcast. If you want to learn more about what our authors as well as all of our authors teach, make sure to sign up at MentorBox.com. And if you like the MentorBox podcast, please leave us a positive rating and review in Apple Podcasts as that helps us get discovered by more people who will enjoy and be helped by what we do over here at MentorBox. Also, if you think of anyone who would enjoy or be helped by what we do here at MentorBox, be sure to let them know. We do what we do at MentorBox to try to make the world a better place through the incredible education our authors bring. And we can only do that through your help. So please help us spread the word. Again, thanks for listening. And we'll see you in the next MentorBox podcast.